I am unashamed. What about you? So welcome to uh, our Just Thinking uh, friends, new friends, Daryl yep. and Virgil. Or Omaha, because I listened to I listened to one of your podcasts, and one of you was referred to Omaha. Yeah, that that's that's me. That I, I've got the Daryl's giving me the moniker Omaha. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, so it's fitting. Yeah. And uh, middle middle of the country, and uh, we we uh, we get we get a kick out of that. So well, every year that LSU baseball makes it to the College World Series, I'm in Omaha. So we've <laughs> oh, been right oh. next to each other and didn't know it. No. Oh, hook me up, man. Now, now that we're connected, just let me know. I'd love to come come connect with you guys. It'd be great. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting, uh, Virgil, because all the people we meet in Omaha, because we've been so many times, they love LSU fans because they've made like a connection. And so, and LSU baseball fans are really like, almost cultish, you know, in terms yeah. of, you know, coming up there. So like yeah. they've made like yeah. lifelong friends. They bring gumbo pots and there's, you know, big tailgating deals. And it's really interesting talking to like people that shop on the shops and stuff. They're like, we love it when LSU makes it to yeah. the world. Well, Series. some of my friends said, no, they're kind of rowdy. I said, now look, they need Jesus. That's what <laughs> I'm doing there. I'm t- <laughs> I love them, but I realize, okay, they need Jesus. Just like everybody else. Absolutely, it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun to to interact with with the folks who come from all over the place and uh, with regard to the the, the uh, college world series it's it's a, a you know great blast a lot of friends and family my boss uh, is actually at my church our executive pastor he is uh, he's from Louisiana he's a big LSU fan so oh. of course I'm a, I, I, while I live in Omaha Nebraska I'm a fan of Oklahoma football and so I wasn't too fond of watching Oklahoma tanked. <laughs> By by LSU in the uh, in the semifinal, but it, it's all yeah. good. We're still friends, nonetheless. Yeah, I will, I wasn't gonna bring that up because <laughs> it, it got ugly. That was a steamroll. It was, was pretty over bad, in about sixty yeah. seconds. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but it, to make you feel any better, Virgil, that that happened to a lot of teams last year for yeah, LSU. No, so yeah. Yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, and it it doesn't make me feel better, brother. But that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> So now, Daryl, you're from Georgia, right? Okay. Yeah, native of uh, Atlanta. Okay. Uh, grew up there, uh, born and raised. Uh, yeah, was uh, uh, Atlanta was my home until a couple years ago. Um, my, my wife and I relocated out here to Southern California so I could come work at Grace to You, John yeah. MacArthur Ministry. Which mm-hmm. is really interesting. I, I, it's one of the things I want to ask you about today was you guys like have been on the front line, the church there. In this whole, you know, lockdown deal. I mean, I mean, MacArthur's been out there right in the front of that thing. How, how is that going now? Yeah, well, uh, tell us about tell our audience about it because they may not all know. Jace doesn't watch news, so he doesn't know anything. No, I don't watch the news, but I did <laughs> listen to one of y'all's podcasts, and uh, I just want to warn you that uh, I felt really dumb. <laughs> Listen, y'all are way smarter than I will ever be, so lower your expectations here. I I, I had to remind myself of that verse in the Bible that says uh, that the followers of Jesus were untrained, unschooled, ordinary men, but they had been with Jesus. That's right. So that's kind of my role in this, just yeah, so you know. Uh, that's Acts 4.13, one of my favorite passages, but... Uh, but yeah, getting back to Grace Church. Um, so Grace Community Church, uh, which uh, some of your listeners may not know, is located in Southern California, um, L.A. County. 
And uh, Grace Community Church, under the leadership of John MacArthur and uh, our elders, uh, made the decision several weeks ago after months of prayer uh, and, and elder meetings every week, meeting with the pastor uh, to um, obtain legal counsel uh, because fundamentally uh, our position, and I, when I say our, I'm speaking of John, the elders and, and the congregation at Grace Church is that the government has no authority whatsoever to prevent the church from meeting in That's person right. indoors. You. Yes. So um, right. to, to make a long story short, uh, there's a legal process that's going on right now. Um, a decision came down from the LA Superior Court last week, which basically placed a burden upon uh, Grace Community Church to abide by some very onerous, very demanding, unrealistic uh, mandates and regulations in order to have their blessing, the blessing of the county, to meet indoors. Uh, and matter of fact, John, in his sermon yesterday, before he preached, when he stepped into the pulpit yesterday, just to give viewers and those who were in attendance an idea of how onerous those mandates were, read off several of them uh, from what the county was, at, was asking and requiring Grace Community Church to do. Um, a couple of those are uh, in the parking lot. Every other parking space must remain vacant. Oh in the restrooms, you must socially distance yourself six feet from each other in the restroom and have monitors on site to make sure that you're distancing yourself six feet apart from the restroom. They were mm -hmm. demanding that everyone who was going to be on the church campus pre-register with the county before wow. stepping foot on the campus. They were also requiring that anyone who wanted to be on the church property can only be there for scheduled events. I mean, there were too many of these uh, onerous mandates to even uh, go through here uh, on your program, but I was so proud of John that he read those out because folks who are on the outside looking in at this thinks it's just a matter of just social distancing. Well, why, why don't you guys just social distance yourselves and yeah. comply with what the government is asking you to do? Well, it's not that simple. Yep. Yep. It's not that simple. So I was so glad that John read verbatim probably 15 or so different uh, stipulations that the county has placed a burden upon Grace Community Church to comply with in order to have their blessing to meet and worship in person. And John is basically saying, enough, enough. Yeah. We're, we're not gonna do this. The, 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 listen, the Constitution protects our right to gather and worship. The government doesn't give us that right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so John in this position that he's taking is just trying to make that clear to everyone. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, it's you know, terrible. And, and I'm so proud of you guys and please pass this on to, to everybody there, um, <clears throat> Daryl, that, I mean, the rest of the country is looking at it and, and we're in disbelief as well. I mean, yeah. you know, there's our governor, you know, he basically said, you know, we have a mass mandate, but, you know, churches, we're not going to enforce anything, any of this stuff. I mean, he just said it publicly. So what he's basically saying is we're going to leave that up to you, you know, because he understands the Constitution. And he's a Democrat as well, you know, so it's just a, the mindset is what gets us. One of, the, one of the problems we keep running into, it's great to be with you guys. Um, you. I didn't know y'all, but they— Al here, so you need to listen to these brothers here. He said they they got it down. So I'm kind of <laughs> like Jay. So I was like, whoa. Yeah. 
<laughs> but <laughs> but one one thing that uh, we noticed, they said, well, six foot distancing, you can't get any closer than six feet. Well, we've had about uh, probably 140 that have come down, a lot of it because they heard the podcast, and they want us to baptize them. I said, well, the government says with this government edict, the only thing I know to do is if I got to be six foot away from you is get a rope tied to you and maybe snatch you under the water. I said, listen, here's what we're going to do. You put your faith in Jesus. You believe he died for your sins, was buried and raised from the dead. I got Romans 6 here. It's pretty clear. Oh, we going to baptize you. Let's see. He raised his dead men, but be careful of them viruses. He'll do you in on that. So I'm not buying it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I we do. baptize I, all these people. Uh, how you feel bad? I, I don't. I don't feel bad. Me well, either. Well, yesterday I had an event. I was in. Where was Stevens, I? Stevens. Uh, Stevensville. I can't even remember where I was at. I hadn't had any sleep, so I'm apologizing. <laughs> and I've already Bas- told you, I'm not real bright. It, basically, Jace is in a stupor today, just so you know. So and I, I hurried back so I could go hunting this morning, which was awesome by the way. And then uh, we had technical difficulties. Y'all were waiting. We were waiting. And I told y'all what I was doing while that was happening. I was just thinking. (laughs) 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 So I go to this event yesterday and all the way over there, I was supposed to meet my wife there. It was a six and a half hour drive. She said, have my parents drive you, which I don't know what I was thinking there because that was like some kind of weird intervention about our marriage. But anyway... (laughs) So we get over there, and my wife said, I was too tired. I'll meet you back home. And now I'm like, what? But I couldn't I couldn't figure out, why are we doing this event? Because of the coronavirus, and most of them have been canceled. So when I got there for the VIP, uh, we had a meet and greet. I realized what this was. This was a kid's, uh, it's kind of a foster home center where they bring in kids that basically have been abused and abandoned and and most of the people on the board at the center were older Caucasians, couples. Right. And then the kids that I met was the United Nations. I mean, yeah. it was it was from every background, every conceivable way. Well, I got to meet all the kids before. And before I spoke, a lot of these kids got up and shared because it's Jesus-based. And after I kept hearing these kids get up and talk, it hit me. I thought, now I know why we're not worried about the coronavirus here today because based on what these kids have gone through yeah th- this is a this is a drop in the bucket i mean we're, we're trying to have some kind of life-changing experience so uh of course i got up there and i just spoke to the kids and i introduced jesus uh you know as the spirit enabled i, I was actually emotional and because those kids were uh they were eating it up you know, yeah. we're made by, you know, we're made in the image of God. We have a purpose here. There may be a reason it's been so difficult, but it's not an excuse. You know, things like that. Jesus is about new beginnings. You know, I talked about the resurrection. I could tell they, they were listening because for them, it was, it was an option that maybe they hadn't considered. But mm. at that time, look, I didn't notice what color they were. Mm-hmm. There wasn't. That that never crossed my mind when I was listening to y'all's podcast because I'm I didn't get the memo, I it never crossed my mind what color y'all were, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, especially when you started started sharing the word, 
I knew you were brothers of mine. And uh, yeah. I know I, the podcast I listened to, y'all had uh, titled Whiteness. And I was a little yeah. nervous because I didn't know. <laughs> and I thought, well, what am I listening to? Whiteness? Well, what is it? <laughs> but I thought, uh, I felt a lot of uh, just, you know, I was so grateful for y'all's courage because I know, look, we get persecuted because we're, we're not ashamed. Um, that's what this whole podcast is about. And uh, I know y'all get persecuted after listening to that. When you take a stand uh, on on God's word and, and you love everybody and you stop noticing what color they are and start you know, admitting that we're all created in the image of God, we all make mistakes and we all need Jesus more than we need the next breath of fresh air, you're going to be persecuted. So I just wanted to say that, that uh, I think there's more important things going on in this life than you know, social distancing six feet. I mean, I try to show respect for everyone, but sure. uh, there are moments in life where you have to seize the moment. I was part of one yesterday. Yeah. So Chase, I, I, I'll tell you this, brother. I think, I think you're spot on with, with what you said from where you went to the, the, the people who were there, you know, you, and, and the diversity um, right. of ethnicity that, that was there. Uh, at the end of the day, what you spoke about in that place is all that matters. At the end of the day, what matters is not their ethnicity. It's not the color of their skin. It's not how much melanin or lack thereof is in their skin. Yeah. What matters is where they're going to be when they meet their maker and they face eternity. Right. And, and, and at the end at the end of the day, the most important message that can be given is not about coronavirus. It's not about, it's not about social distancing because all of us, have, have an appointed time that we're going to die. We're going to have to be before our creator. Yeah. And we're going to have to give an account for all that, that we've done in this life. And if we're, if we've not, if we've not been found in Christ, having repented of sin and placing our faith in Jesus Christ, we yeah. will spend eternity somewhere, but it will be apart from him. And so that's why the message of the gospel is critical. Daryl and I spent a lot of time trying to unpack all of these issues around social justice, around intersectionality, critical race theory, and all that kind of becomes confusing. But at the end of the day, it really boils down to the very simple message that you delivered to the folks that you were in front of, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. One One of the things we might as well admit it, here's the Apostle Paul to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3. Hey, Dad, hang on. Let's take a quick break. All right. So in the year of 2020, which has had a lot of problems, would you say? Would it be fair to say that 2020 will go down as a year that had a lot? When we should be having perfect vision, 2020, uh, (laughs) not quite. Not quite there. But I will say this. Blurry, Phil. In the year of 2020, which all the bad things that have gone through, you and I discovered one thing that has been very good, and that is Omega XL. I started taking Omega XL that comes from basically mussels that they're grown in New Zealand. And I'm telling you, I have not taken a single ibuprofen, a leave, whatever, since I started taking this. And I used to take it all the time. Now, I hadn't been playing golf, which may be part of yeah. that too. That'll put it to the test. But it's been really, really good for me physically. Yeah. Much less pain uh, from inflammation, which is what this uh, this uh, supplement is all about. So I just want to encourage you guys to check it out, especially if you've got any inflammation issues. The way you do it is you go to OmegaXL.com, OmegaXL.com slash fill, 
slash Phil. Or you can call them 1-800-844-4888. That's 1-800-844-4888. You order now, you get your second bottle free. So check these guys out. You, however, know all about my teaching, the Apostle Paul is talking, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, all these great qualities, he's saying, this is what, what I've been doing. Persecutions, listen to this, persecutions, mm. sufferings, what kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Light, Lystra, the persecutions, that's twice he said, I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That's three times in about uh, three verses. While evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You would think he was writing to the United States, to somebody in the U.S. 2,000 years later, Al. That's right. But as for you, continue on what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy, speaking to kids, have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Here's the deal. We're going to get persecuted. There's no way around it. But I think we're all here, y'all and us. I think we're up to the task. What do you think, Al? We have been so far. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite verses when you talk about persecution is in Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, where Paul says, For to you it has been granted for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. So yep. a lot of what Virgil and I talk about, just going back to what Jess was talking about with the, the kids and just the amazing uh, ethnic diversity that was present there at that event. A lot of what Virgil and I talk about is born out of the fact that our sin nature has totally twisted and warped God's just awesome design in creating us uniquely in his image. Right. Okay, so we're all individually created in the image of God. We bear the image of God. Genesis 127 is clear about that. Genesis 5.1 is clear about that. But our sin nature okay, has so corrupted us in how we view uh, one another as image bearers that a lot of what Virgil and I talk about in our episodes fundamentally have to do with the sin nature and how we cannot fix ourselves in that regard. Right. Okay, Correct. so what we see right now in the culture with, uh, especially with Black Lives Matter, when you, when you look at Black Lives Matter, what we're seeing fundamentally, right, is a, is a, is a culture and a society that's trying to save itself. So fundamentally, that's the bottom line, a, a society that is trying to save itself from itself. Trying, okay? to, trying to be good without God. Right. That's, 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 that's trying tough. To be good without God. And what you're going to get with that, all you get is moralism. You don't get regeneration. All you get is behavioral modification. You get moralism, but you don't get heart regeneration. And that is the difference between the gospel and Humanism. BLM is all about humanism. BLM will try to tell you, by BLM I mean Black Lives Matter, are trying to convince you that by destructing these, uh, deconstructing these structures, deconstructing these institutions, uh, and remaking them will bring about this sort of social salvation, this societal salvation, apart from 
what we know the gospel teaches us is in Acts 4.12 that Christ, there is no other name under heaven a man must be saved. It is Jesus Christ. But, but society is trying to save itself. And the vast majority of the topics that Virgil and I address, we try to bring the gospel up against that sort of ideology and worldview and tell our listeners, no, 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 no. The salvation you're looking for is not found in yourself. I mean, think about it, guys. We're trying to save ourselves from ourselves. <laughs> Good how, luck with that. It's well that? said. Well <laughs> said. It really is. I mean, we get to the same place. Uh, I think y'all uh, do it a lot more, you know, articulately than us. But it's like I've said for years, you know, and when you read the Bible, it kind of puts humanity into two groups, either a Jew or a Gentile. I mean, we're all Gentiles according to this. Right. It, it they did it didn't pay so much attention about your color uh, of your skin, but right. in our society now, it's just the fact that we are different is something that causes all this. However, you want to want to say yeah. it, jealousy or envy or racism or you know yeah. all the problems that we have. But but you're right, we're all uniquely different. Even mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, correct, right? I mean, if you looked at me and Alan, you would never think we were brothers. I mean, one I look, mean, one looks good, and the other one looks terrible. Yeah, I mean. but he's gotten past it, you know. And <laughs> I had a young girl, uh, uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before, about ten days ago. So I said, "Males go to the left, females going on the right. We're here. We'll baptize you if you face in Jesus. You confess Jesus is Lord." So they parted. I could see people coming out of the audience, you know. I knew there were a lot of visitors there. So this young girl, I'm going to say she was about 25. She steps into the baptismal pool, kind of lifted up. It's kind of in the back. She steps in and she says, Mr. Robson, I'm going to let you know. She said, I'm from New York City. And my mother, she's with me. She, she wants you to baptize her too. I said, okay. So... She said, I want you to know this up front. I am a, I have been, until now, I have been a left-wing liberal like you. I've been in the streets. I, I've, I've done all that. She said, I read one of your books, and I read in there about Jesus. I didn't even know who he was. She wow. said, I had no idea. So she says, I'm starting over right here and right now. She said, I noticed in your book, you said you haven't converted, but about one you know of, of that, of, of, of the left wingers. Of the left wingers. She <laughs> said, but I'm just telling you, there's more out there like me. I'm sick of it. I'm giving my life to the Lord. And I said, well, confess. I said, look, I know you're from New York. I said, but honey, you look perfectly normal. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they both obeyed the gospel, her and her mother both. And I thought, well, this old thing about you can't reach them, I, you just keep hammering Jesus, him crucified and raised from the dead, life and immortality, freed from Satan, freed from sin, freed from guilt, freed from law, having to be perfect, and free from the grave. Well, I'm, I'm thinking game, set, match here. <laughs> well, Even right. the liberals are turning to Jesus, the left-wingers, because I've seen it in the last 
10 or 12 days. Well, in this current age. It made me feel better, I'll tell you that. You, wanna, you can add free from the blue state tyranny, you know, on top of that, on top of everything else. Yeah, well, this, the, this verse, part the verse I was going to read that Galatians three twenty six says, you're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And, and before I continue reading, when you look at our culture and our society, a lot of things they want is this gender equality and, and what they call social justice. Well, right. when you read this and you think about what Jesus provides, he provides an umbrella for all of us to get under because then he says, for you're all, all of you who are baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, bond nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And I'm like, all this stuff that, that we're kind of stereotyped and attacked for, I'm like, we're not noticing these differences because we're seeing what we have in common in Jesus. And it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know, it's things like love and grace and forgiveness and understanding. And so. Yeah, I mentioned that. Let's take a quick break. So, Jace, you've been traveling around Texas quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you've been covering some of the great state of Texas. I've been humming a little t- song while i do it deep in the heart of texas <laughs> there you go uh one of the one of our sponsors which is uh, fairly new to the podcast is uh, a company called capital real estate and basically they help buyers in texas or outside of texas to buy ranches or sell ranches yeah. uh in texas which is a which is a great state obviously and we, we always say, look, go there, but if you're coming from some blue state, make sure you check I, your politics at the state level. I look at the land. I always remember that guy who spoke about how big some of the things are in, in outer space, the stars. And I remember that analogy that said that one of them was like third biggest ever. If compared to the earth, if the earth was a golf ball, you could fill up the state of Texas two feet deep in golf balls. Ever since I heard that illustration, of course, he was making the point. Yeah. There must be a God. How in the world does that happen? Right. I'm just looking, imagining golf balls, too. I mean, Texas is big. There's a lot of land. (laughs) That's a lot of golf balls. (laughs) So if uh, you guys are looking to buy or sell a ranch, give these guys a call. It's 855-968-1200. That's 855-968-1200. Or you can go to their website, ranchrealestate.com. That's ranchrealestate.com. Check them out. I mentioned that yesterday. I preached yesterday. Jason and I and Dad, all three of us are kind of volunteer preachers now at, at our church in, the, in a church plant. So one of us is usually up preaching. Or Volunteer means we're not taking their money. <laughs> That's right. Well, now, now Al's, I did a, Al's a preacher. I I'm a, a believer who preaches because I, <laughs> I don't want to, you know. <laughs> I was supported for about 30 years, and but now I get to do it for free, which is great. But I was talking about that yesterday. Uh, at the start of my sermon, you know, it was really interesting because I've been watching protesters and rioters and, you know, everything that's been happening. And then I saw a video and some pictures uh, when Hurricane Laura came through our state and did a lot of damage. And I see all these people, believers mostly, going out into communities, and instead of destroying other people's property and and burning businesses or courthouses or whatever. I see people trying to rebuild and preserve their homes and help, you know, and it's just an outpouring of love. And it it was such a stark contrast to me. I thought, this is what we have to do. I mean, this is the picture 
that God put his church here to begin with. This is the process. This is what we should be doing. And you'll never see a more stark contrast than I think you see today with yeah. the two ideologies of what it means right. to love people versus right. to destroy. You know, it's, it's the classic John 10, 10, the thief came right. to kill and destroy, but God said, I, I sent Jesus there to give you an abundant life, you know? So right. it's a stark contrast. Absolutely. I'll jump in and say this because I think both of you guys are sharing stuff, and I and I know I love what 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 Phil is saying about. I mean, all of it is about. It's at the end of the day, it's about the word. It's about what Scripture says. The 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 social justicians out would have us separate ourselves. Would have us to to not be connected to one another. To tell us we're all a part of separate groups. And, and those are based upon skin color or socioeconomic background or, or, or some cultural issue or, or, or some version of victimhood that we've experienced in life and that we need to divide ourselves on those basis. And what, what, again, what, what social justicians want to do is divide. But, but you guys have already said it. Chase, uh, 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 you, you mentioned how, the, how, the, uh, how God, through his word, unites us. You talked right. about the fact that we're image bearers of God, Genesis 127. One of the, yeah. one of the verses of scripture that Daryl and I always appeal to is Acts 17, 26, where, 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 he said, where, where the word of God declares that from one man, God made all of mankind. That's so right. the reality is, while we're from, while, while we may look very different, um, but some of us better looking than others. Uh, we, we, <laughs> By the we way, are, I don't, I don't know what color old Adam was to your point. Right. I'm, but I'm thinking that dude wasn't white. He's over in the <laughs> Euphrates Valley. I said, I said he wasn't right. brown, maybe, maybe yeah. black. I said, but he wasn't white. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. But the reality is, uh, the, the reality is, God created us all, right? With with the beauty of diversity that we all have, we're one human race created in God's image and likeness. While again, the world would love to divide us, and and what we're seeing in in, in, in the far left wing of, of of party politics, what we're seeing in the social justice movement is is a is a desire to divide us. While the gospel and God Himself unites us under under His banner. And again, for those who are in Christ, Ephesians chapter two uh, tells us that that we who were far off, Ephesians chapter two verse thirteen. While but now it says Christ Christ uh, Jesus Christ in you. Uh, you were once far off. You've been brought near by the blood of Christ. We're, we've been brought near to one another in and through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're, we're even more than than simply image bearers having that unity. But you and I, you know, uh, all of us who are here who are in Christ have the unity. We are we are one uh, one one body of Christ as a result of what he's done on the cross. Oh, Dar, you had anything yeah. you wanted to add to that? I saw you trying to jump I like in. I like Second Corinthians 4. Since through God's mercy, we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we've renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do a lot of deception going on out there in the world, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience. In other words, we're going to the heart, no matter who he is, mm-hmm. to every man's conscience in the sight of God. The scary part is, and even if our gospel is veiled, he's going to bring up the enemy. It is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, old Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ 
who is the image of God. We don't preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. God said, let, shine, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So no matter what we're going to do, guys, the enemy, the evil one, he, he through the education system, through the news media, through government officials, you say you get to looking at it through Hollywood, he gets a veil blind. My scariest thought is, guys, how in the world are we going to get our children educated, Al, by not sending them to these indoctrination centers that, that are that are calling themselves? Well, that's a lot of what these guys do that's that exactly I love. Right. How are we going to get our kids educated without them being brainwashed and blinded by, by the... the, the these but a lot of what they do is take on this ideology that's promoting that. I mean, it was so impressive to me, the show I listened to. I mean, it was, you just turned it on its head. Because it, it doesn't doesn't make sense. Daryl wanted to jump yeah, in. Yeah, so. jump in, Daryl. There's five proclaimers of the Word of God here, so you, everybody's got to just I, jump I, in when you can. interrupt <laughs> us, because we're, we're We ravers. do it all the time for ourselves. I think I might be, I think I may be the only non-preacher in this group uh, officially. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to apply good manners here, but I need to sort of learn from you guys and just jump in. Where oh, I, yeah. Just go yeah. for it, Dan. Go for it. You know, what, what, I thought, what I thought Phil was going to say when he was talking about uh, uh, having the uh, males go in one line, females go in another line, I was thinking about a verse in Ecclesiastes where it talks about how insanity pervades the world even until today, and we look at some of the just absolute insane uh, ideologies and philosophies that are uh, trying to come at our children. I think that's what the world wants to get families first. They want to get your children, and public school systems today, they're becoming less schools and more indoctrination centers. That because you got, uh, right now, uh, you can look at how the United States still compares to nations uh, like China, uh, you know, nations over in Africa when it comes to academics. And it's pitiful. It's pitiful. I think right here in California, where I am right now, according to a study that I read a couple of weeks ago, uh, 75% of young black children read below, young black fourth graders, 75% of young black fourth graders read below the standardized testing level. Okay. And yet those same fourth graders are learning uh, uh, about uh, uh, homosexual homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, gender transitioning, um, uh, uh, things that uh, uh, many of the teachers have learned in the colleges and universities that they attended. That's right, you see, yeah. so now they're imparting and inculcating this this uh, uh, cultural insanity onto our kids. And I, I don't what I'm about to say. I don't mean to upset any parents out there okay but i'm thinking about first john chapter two uh where uh where john says we are not to love the world nor the things in the world so when you talk about how are we to educate our children i think one reason a primary reason why so many children of christian parents are in public school today is because christian parents have been chasing the world yeah. they've been chasing worldly goals worldly ambitions uh worldly objectives uh, 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 the, 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 the two-car two family with the 
uh, six-figure income with a house in the suburbs, and we're not willing to make the sacrifices necessary mm-hmm. to protect the hearts of our children. I think what, what Virgil was saying earlier is on point. What we don't understand, when we talk about children, we make the mistake of seeing them only as flesh and blood individuals. But these are these are are, are, are little children who from the moment they were conceived, okay, began an eternal existence. Like Virgil said, they're going to live eternally somewhere. And we have got to start seeing our children, not as just flesh and blood boys and girls, but as boys and girls who God has endowed a soul. And that one day, those cute little boys and girls, they're going to die one day. That's right. They're going to die one day. And one day, they're going to have to stand before God and give an account of themselves to the God who created them. And I'm just encouraging parents. I know that it is not easy. I'm not saying or suggesting it is. But we have to be willing to make the sacrifices to get our children out of these public indoctrination centers Mm -hmm. and homeschool them. Number one, right, the biblical mandate is to raise your children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Correct. That is your first educational mandate for your, for your children right, right there. The ABCs, one, two, threes, that comes after that. Okay, it comes after. Now, one more thing I want to touch on. I think it was Chase who, who mentioned the term social justice. Social justice is one of the biggest lies. It is one of the biggest fabrications uh, that is that has been right now persisting in the world for for decades. You can go all the way back to the early 1960s, as as far as that goes. But when I think about social justice, you have groups like Black Lives Matters who will try to tell you that well, uh, uh, America will will achieve its highest ends when everything is equal. And what they mean by equal, they mean materially. Okay, and when I say materially, I mean in terms of money in terms of homes, yeah. in terms of jobs, in terms of housings, in terms of education, that all these things need to be equal for every single person, not only in results, but in terms of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But when I think about social justice, I like to go to how, uh, in, this, in the scripture, how Jesus responded to John the Baptist. When John the Baptist sent two of his disciples to ask Jesus, listen, I, I need to know, are you the expected one or are we to wait for someone else? Well, Jesus replied back to John, knowing that John the Baptist was in prison and about to be beheaded. Now, John the Baptist was unjustly imprisoned. That is unarguable. He was unjustly, unjustly imprisoned. But Jesus sent back to John the Baptist and said, go tell John what you've seen and heard. You've seen the blind see. You've seen the deaf hear. You've seen the lame walk. And what did, he, what did Jesus mention last? He mentioned last that the poor have the gospel preached to them. Now, Jesus, when he said the poor, he wasn't referring to the materially poor. He was talking about the spiritually poor. Mm-hmm. Jesus mentioned that poor, the spiritually poor last because they are the most important. That's right. That's yeah. the most important thing that the poor, the, the most materially poor person needs on this planet. They need salvation in Jesus Christ because when that poor person dies, they're either going to spend uh, eternity in heaven or hell. Jesus knew that John was going to be beheaded. But see what the social justice Social justice would have said, "Well, Jesus should have gotten John out, out of prison. That's what, <laughs> yeah. He was in there. For, he was in there unjustly. He should, why didn't he get John out of prison? Why didn't he? Why didn't Jesus say, well, you go tell John that the poor have homes to live in, the poor have clothes to, to, to put on, the poor have shoes, the poor have plenty of food to eat? No, because that's not why Jesus came. That's right. You see, so 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 the, so so there's the biblical Jesus, and then there's the social justice Jesus. 
And a lot of the episodes, the version I do on the Just Thinking podcast have to do with helping listeners understand the distinction between the two Jesuses here. We know there's only one, but the world is trying to portray portray to you another Jesus that is all about social justice, where the biblical Jesus is about saving you from your sin and from the wrath of God. So basically, so Daryl, Daryl, you claimed that you're not a preacher, but after hearing that uh, discussion, I think you are. Let's let's take another break, Dad, and then tell us. Basically, I just want to add to what uh, that's Daryl, right? Correct, Daryl. Among you, that's us, the sons of God, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed. Now, just take a look, step back, and he, was, he said it best. It's, it's physical stuff. Uh, everything. It's, it's not spiritual. Mm-hmm. So what? Mm-hmm. Because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, no cursing, none. Uh, foolish talk or coarse jerking, jo- joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For this, and I think the point Daryl made is a good one, but here's about what it adds up to. Of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, and that's the people we're dealing with, led by mm-hmm. Satan, such a man is an idolater. Mm-hmm. He's, they've taken these uh, constructs, coming out of these universities, Al, yep. and they've created, it's idolatry. It's every, anything but God and Jesus, mm-hmm. his son, and the spirit of God. God. And that's where they are right there. It's mm-hmm. a country of idolatry. Mm-hmm. So we just keep preaching the message all I know to do, boys. That's all you do. That's exactly right. I think y'all hit on a good point talking about kids. Uh, you know, with me, I've done some radical things with my kids. Because to me, you wouldn't give, you know, around here, everybody has guns. It's a part of our life. We hunt. But I wouldn't give, uh, you know, a third grader a gun and say, good luck. Well, everybody would agree with that. But, but when you send them to some of these institutions that you mentioned where they're drinking daily poison, mm-hmm. and then we're wondering, well, wh- how come they're spiritually sick? I mean, it, it, it's the same concept. Well, one thing I did with my daughter as a, because I figured giving them a phone was a privilege that I'm giving them. I'm paying the bill. But I'm going to watch that thing because I want to make sure what's going in from that phone into her head mm-hmm. was something right. that's useful and beneficial. So I gave right. her about a week. I looked at it. I went, nope, you must not be ready. See this? Right. I said, that's no good. So took it away for a couple of months, gave it back to her. About a week later, I said, is there anything on that phone? that Jesus wouldn't approve of? She said, nope. Well, now she's lying because it took me about a little longer to find out that, oh, you tried to cover it up. But I know people with skills, and we found it. (laughs) And it's worse. (laughs) And so, look, we went a whole year without the phone. And Mm -hmm. some of my acquaintances and friends, they were like, well, that's just too drastic. I said, but you know, her personality has flourished. We... We talk. We have conversations. She's playing musical instruments because she's not dragged around by the phone. Tell them about and, your rule about her friends, too. Well, what what I did was I, I took away her phone, and I became her on the social media sites that where she was using the four-letter words and doing all that. Well, I was acting like her. And so after a while, they kind of figured it out because my daughter had had a complete change because it was me. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they kind of figured it out, 
I told him, I was like, this is, this is my daughter. This is her dad. Mm-hmm. And I've been monitoring y'all for days. And I want you to know that things will change from here out. And if you want to make some changes and be a positive influence on my daughter, then you'll need to bring one or both of your parents over to my house. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. But if you don't want to do that, I don't want you around my daughter because I've, been, I've gotten to know you and it's ugly. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, almost all of them brought their mom. None, no dad showed up. And mm-hmm. we sat down, and not all of them were believers, but we had talks about Jesus, and there were tears that were, that were shed. And it was, a, it was overall a positive thing. But there was a few parents in the church who were like, well, that's too drastic to take away the kid's phone for a year. Yeah. And I, I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, I want to know where my, my daughter is. I said, look, I got an idea. You tell them where to be. <laughs> I know where my daughter is because I told her where to be. And if I go there and she's not there, we got another issue. I don't need a phone to tell me that. So uh, for her 17th birthday, I gave her her phone back, which has only been a week. And, uh, of course, I, I asked her, I was like, are we making better decisions? And, look, I can see it in her eyes. Yes, sir. We're making better decisions. Because at the end of the day, the reason I brought up the gun thing is the heart of the person behind it. You know, my dad's anti-phone, but there's a lot of good things that happen. People listen to us sharing Jesus on, on, on both of our shows mm-hmm. through a phone. But it's also, look, when I was that age, it would have been really tough for me to make good decisions if I had unlimited access to a phone with no supervision or right. accountability. I, it just, I'm, I'm being realistic here. So that I wanted to share that because when you said that, I thought you, you're going to have, it's not going to happen by yourself. You're going to have to wake right. up and say, what are my kids doing? It's too quiet in here. Everybody's in their own little cubicles and their own little rooms getting indoctrinated and doing their own thing. And you got to say, wait a minute, we need to come to Jesus meeting right now. So yeah. I want to bring that out. I'm glad you brought that up about our kids because I think that's how we change it uh, from the house. Yeah, no, the, be- the beauty of what you said is, is the reality of the impact of a father in the home, a father yeah. who, who understands the gospel, who is a follower of Christ, who has the very intention of shepherding his family in a way that's biblical. That's what's missing. What we don't need are social justicians. What we need are more fathers to do everything that you exactly. just discussed. You're right. With- with your with with your daughter, we need to be doing with with our kids. I'm anti phone. I get that there's a reason for it, but we we never purchased a phone for our kids. Now that doesn't mean that they that they didn't find other ways to get into trouble because they did and 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 do and and we're right. challenged with that. But the reality is, we as parents have a responsibility to provide that kind of oversight and care. But what we're seeing right now in the culture is a complete abdication of any of the kinds of things from a responsibility standpoint that you mentioned. And what we're leaning into is we're saying, hey, let's let culture educate. Let's let schools indoctrinate. Let's let social justicians inform our kids on on what's right and what's wrong and what male and female actually is and and how we're to treat one another based upon ethnic groups and the like. And Mm -hmm. it's it's absolute garbage what we're feeding our kids. And we, as, as believers in Christ, have a responsibility to be educated, knowledgeable. One of the things, I mean, I'll say this and and stop. I know I'm sure Daryl wants to get in here, but I, I just, I want to say this. I so appreciate you all. Uh, I appreciate what you do. And, and the reason is this, you don't claim to be, you know, use, use big words or anything like that, but you use the most important word, which is the word of God. We, we've been, we've been on, we've been on this, this, this episode with you for a short time. I can't tell you how many verses of scripture 
have been read. And at the end of the day, what's going to transform our culture, what's going to transform the lives of people is the word of God. And that's what people need to be here. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, let, let me just tag up. Let me just tag on real quick to what Virgil said. I really want to go back to something that Chase was saying when he talks about his talking about his daughter on the phone. I'm thinking about Romans 12, 2, where Paul says, and do not be conformed to this world. That, that's exactly what, what devices and smart technology uh, have as a, a, a if, if not a primary goal, a secondary goal is to, to conform our children to the world. That's yeah. right. To conform the children. And one way to do that is by the mind, is through the mind. And what folks don't appreciate about the world's attempts to conform our children and even us uh, to the world. So we're not exempt of that. But what the world will do, look at, look at for example, what the, the hubbub that's going on right now about Netflix and this program they have called Cuties. Have you have you guys heard about that? Oh, yeah. I heard about it like five minutes before we started, started yeah, the show. On the I saw it, and it was guys. the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. That, see, that's what, I, that's what I mean. That is how. That is how the world is going after our children. Now, as, as, as much heat as Netflix is taking, and deservedly so, for producing that program, my indignation is towards the parents. That's right. Yeah. Who, who allowed those girls for the sake of being able to make money, yes. right? The love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. Where are the parents here? Yeah. yeah. Where are the parents here? You know, I think about Proverbs 16, 16. It says, how much better it is to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen above silver. But the parents of these girls who are in that cuties documentary chose the gold. They chose the silver. They chose the money while sacrificing the innocence That's right. of these girls who probably what, Virgil, can't be more than 10, 11 years old. Yeah. You see? So I appreciate and I admire what you what you're all doing in trying to protect your children's minds, yeah. because that is how the society and the world is going after them is through the mind, through the eye. And if they see enough of that trash, it goes into the heart. That's yeah. right. And that's where you lose them. Once it gets into the heart, that's it. Yeah. Well, unbelievably, uh, we're we're out of time. That was uh, quick. That that went by fast for us. You guys have a. Uh, kind of a long version podcast. You guys do a long way. And you guys are weekly, right? Release once a week. We, we, well, we, we're hit and miss. I mean, okay. we, we, we power pack our episodes to the degree that you go, it's going to take you a couple of weeks just to get through all the content that we pack in. There. Oh, I, agree. Really I listened powerful. to an hour and I was physically exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had done so much prep time. I just felt so, so inadequate. It, we, I, and we I kind of assigned all of us to listen to one. And, uh, and I, I listened to one Oh one, which was really great because I got to, I'm very interested in how you guys started and all that. So to our audience, I would say that's a, you want to start at the beginning, but that's, they, they, you guys tell how you did the podcast. And so the reason we found you was because uh, Zach, who's also one of our producers of our podcast, mm -hmm. he reached out to Dwayne because he saw you guys right there with us at the top of the chart. And he's like, who are these guys? And so he listened to your podcast, loved you and it exposed you to, you know, all of us to you as well. So well, I'm glad you said that out. Cause for our audience, the only reason we got together, cause we felt like we share a common bond, which mm -hmm. is a love for all people. That's right. And a love for Jesus, our Savior. And we just thought we like what these guys do. That's right. And wanted to introduce them to our audience. 
And, uh, you know, hopefully y'all can do likewise. So, yeah, so, so I want to just encourage Unashamed Nation to check these guys out. It's called Just Thinking. Uh, and, and, and look, bring your lunch because it's, it's, it, it, these guys go deep into it and deep into the Word of God, as we do. It's a perfect name, though, because it will make you think. It, it will. Yeah. And so uh, we just want to praise God for you guys and what you're doing. Uh, keep doing it, and uh, hopefully our, our paths will cross again somewhere down the road. Hey, thanks so much for having us. Hey, we we love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks a bunch. God's bless. Okay. Listen, we're, we're, wow. we're, honored, we're honored to be here, honored to be with you guys. Love your work. Uh, Dwayne is a massive D- Dynasty fan, and so okay. uh, we we, uh, we we love you guys. I've been been fo- following off and on through the years, uh, just knowing that that we're we're, we're co belligerents in, in in the gospel. We're yeah. we're, we're no side doubt. by side. Right. You guys are out doing your thing on your end. We're out doing our thing on our end. But we're we're brothers and comrades in arms, and so we appreciate you guys. Well, I figured y'all was getting a lot of persecution. I started to bring up, you know, we were actually my dad was actually during the show because it was so popular and Hollywood didn't like us and they had stereotyped us and they they were actually accusing my dad of being a racist and nobody stopped to look at our family. I mean, we have. Many African American adopted, yeah, you know, yeah. and you know, one my best man at my wedding was an African American guy, you know, and and but they when they started looking in the details, I, they got off that. But it's just the same thing that y'all I imagine y'all go through is that they just want us to shut up about right. Jesus, yeah. And so yeah. whether the truth is optional. Yeah. Just throw something out there, hope it sticks, get them to shut up because it makes them feel threatened when yeah. people who love Jesus are being successful and there's a lot of people listening and watching. And so, well, and you know, the hustlers came in, uh, Jesse Jackson in particular on dad's case, but he was just trying to extort money out of a and E, you know, uh, our network. So mm-hmm. that, that's his, their game. You know, they go in, they threaten these corporations and they want yeah. money and you, you nailed it earlier. Dad. It's just, it's greed. It's just the, it's at the heart of this whole thing. Yeah. Is about money. It's about the gold. That's, so. that's what. That's exactly what Black Lives Matters is doing. Black exactly. Lives Matters is Black Lives Matters is racking up hundreds, and I'm. I don't mean I'm not exaggerating. They are racking up hundreds of millions of that's dollars right. in donations from celebrities and corporations and, yep. and liberal politicians. Amazing. None of that. None of that money is not a cent is going to enrich and improve the black lives that they pretend to care about. Yep. You see. Yeah. So you just have to follow the money. Matter of fact, the, Virgil, I recorded a new episode yesterday. It's going to drop on Wednesday. It's another two and a half hour episode. It's titled The Church of Black Lives Matters. And we, in that episode, we give evidence and proof biblically and secularly why Black Lives Matters is a religion and why it should be considered a church. So if you guys... If you got another two and a half hour hunting trip planned, yeah, oh, well done. <laughs> Next time I'm on the Cole, road, so, Cole, did you get that? Because we'll run that somewhere in there. We'll 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 put that in there for you. I'm making a, it's not my call, but I, I we'll, we'll put that out there. And also, I, I'm gonna DM you guys on Twitter and give you my contact information. If you ever need anything from us, be sure and let me know. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.